it's a mindset, us or them. And what I mean is that, you know, when I'm in that growth mindset, that's us. We're, you know, you're in the growth mindset. I'm in the growth mindset. Mm -hmm. We're there. And our perspective is completely different than them. And them being that they're not in the growth mindset. I've already thought about what I'm going to eat four times today. Yes. I'm us. Yes. Them is going to think about what we're going to eat two minutes before it's time to eat. When they get hungry. And then now you've put up roadblocks. Well, I don't have anything. You know, I, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do something. So my, it's it's that us or them mindset. And it starts with that. So I think if you can get them to be us, um, most of the decisions uh, made are going to fall into the category for the right reasons. Lee McLaren is the founder and owner of Fitness Depot Houston and 855BJJ. He joins us today to talk about the evolution of fitness and the mindset shift it requires to be successful. Lee shares very similar goals to OTG, which is to help Houston make its way up the ladder of health and fitness. Please enjoy this conversation. And if you do, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite social media platform. Welcome to Only the Greatest Podcast. If you're feeling stuck and unsure what to do next in your fitness journey, we might be what you're looking for. My name is Philip. I own and operate OTG Fitness, which is a private personal training gym on the south side of Houston in Webster. I do this podcast every week with my best friend, Daryl. We've been friends since third grade and working out together ever since. Also joining us today will be Sean. He's the one that makes this podcast not only sound great, but look good as well. Our goal here is to help Houston make its way up the ladder of health and fitness. So if you're in the Houston area and ready to become the greatest version of yourself, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Lee, man, long time coming. I've been waiting for this day. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's- man. Welcome. I really appreciate you making the drive. I know you have a little bit of a drive to get down here. And, um, but it's I've been for, wanting to make this happen. For it's sure. for a good cause. So yeah. uh, we'll definitely invest the time and the effort to do so. Yeah. Well, guys, if you don't know um, who Lee is, uh, the way that I know him is he has seen the progression of our gym from the very beginning. I, I don't remember. I'm sure that I stumbled across you guys on Instagram somehow a little over six years ago. And uh, Lee came by. I called him up. He came, scoped out our space. He's like, hey, this is what you need to do with your equipment. He provides equipment for people, um, mostly in their homes, but also in commercial situations. He came in, mapped out what we need to do, installed it, and y- you've seen the progression uh, every single step of the way. Because anytime the gym improves, we need to improve equipment, right? So I call you up, come by, take a look at it, whatever customizations we need. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate the, the input that you've had with that because having a consistent layout where our clients can come in and feel comfortable and do what they need to do in a nice space where the equipment is where it's supposed to be and the coaches can move around properly. You know, if, if you're listening to this and, you know, you're obviously not in my position as a gym owner, you don't um, even pay attention to this because it just is what it is. But for me, I'm always scoping, making sure things are flowing the perfect way and having a setup 
that allows us to do that just it really means a lot. Well, and I think it starts with, uh, you know, you as an individual who really, really cares. Yes. And, you know, when we first met, you know, it, it was almost like a pipe dream. Um, you know, you're working, uh, it wasn't corporate, but it was typical nine to five, sure. you know, on the grind, trying to figure this, trying to figure that out. Uh, and, and you had a good cause and purpose and you really, really wanted you know, you found fitness and it helped you uh, on your journey and you really wanted to, to pass that on. And I could tell by your passion and, and your level of, uh, uh, of of want to make it succeed that I, I knew, you know, you were going to do it, just didn't know when. Uh, so congratulations on yeah. your uh, uh, progress and thank, you. and thank you for making us a, a part of it. Yeah, I uh, I have Fitness Depot Houston, which is a, a fitness equipment store. We, we tout ourselves as the uh, ultimate fitness resource. So it's not limited to fitness equipment, but like uh, Philip said, uh, we were able to assist in everything from not only the equipment, but consulting, layout, design. Well, why is that important? Well, you know, you look at uh, you running a, a, an operation and we need to make sure, uh, you know, first and foremost, everybody's safe. You know, oh, we, yeah. We got to have, point. you know, that, that, that goes without saying. And, and, and um, you know, next we need to make sure that everybody's comfortable. And comfort can be everything from, you know, how you use the equipment to uh, walking into your space and the vibes you get. And, and, um, you know, it's imperative that we're in a fitness space. It's a very weird space. You know, people get weird about it. They don't talk about it, be about it. At the end of the day, it is what it is. And, you know, to create a space that makes people comfortable, safe and comfortable, it's imperative. Um, and, and that's why we, we created the store because we saw a big need in the industry. It started, uh, you know, started, uh, it, in the fitness industry on the equipment side, but then got into the gym side of the business. So I've been on both sides of this conversation. And I realized when I was opening the gym that there's no direction or consulting. You, you, you want to buy equipment? Here it is. Yeah. And like, what do I do now? Okay. Like, what, do I, what do I do with it? You, can, you would come in and with, and I guess it's just from your experience. And I mean, obviously everyone has their talent, right? So if a client comes to me talking about something with their food or their lifestyle, boom, I can say it easily and be like, man, how do you do that? And it's the same when you walk in in your profession and you walk in, it's just very, I'm pondering about this for hours and Lee walks in. He's like, no, just move this here, move this here, cut this down. 100%. And but it's that easy. It is. Yeah. But then you want me to program for your clients and I'm calling you. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it comes down to is that mm -hmm. we're all kind of, you know, good in our space, but we also need to surround ourselves with good people. Mm -hmm. and, and that's imperative for growth. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, when we look at this as a whole, my, you know, our success is indicative of your success. Now we have a vested interest. Now it's a symbiotic relationship that we have to grow together for mm -hmm. the right reasons. It's not like, oh, uh, I'm going to get a one and done sale to Phil and we're going to go to the next one. No, no, no. This is like, we got to make sure Phil's in a position to succeed. Uh, and, you know, when we got here earlier, we are talking about the next location the next. Mm -hmm. And I've had this evolution with multiple customers. Um, you know, it, it starts off as a pipe dream. Well, fast forward, uh, we opened the store in 2015, fast forward to 2023, almost 2024. Uh, we've opened multiple gyms with multiple customers and we've had the same conversation like you, Hey, here's what I want to do. I'm yeah. running boot camps in Herman park. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to open this grand facility and mm -hmm. fast forward and he has three gyms now. So, yeah. you know, these are all things that, you know, uh, it's, it's a long term. Uh, relationship. There's nothing short term about it. Uh, and, and, you know, we felt the need is in the fitness space uh, for multiple reasons. And, you know, the fitness space is, is a very, you know, weird space, but it's also an evolving space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole evolution of fitness is pretty, you know, pretty unique in a sense that it's very new, um, you know, what, maybe a hundred years old, if that. 
uh, because there was never a need for it. And, you know, as we sit today, 2023, going into 2024, uh, fitness has become a necessity. It's always been looked at as a luxury. And, you know, our role is to make that necessity to help with that transition. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've never thought of that. You, you said that. And I'm trying to sit here think as you're talking. I don't know. I don't know how old the fitness industry is. Um, I don't know how long it's been around. I mean, you see the old workout videos of Arnold and stuff, and that that's kind of all I know of older yeah, but if fitness. We look at, if we look at Pump and Iron, what was that 1976? Late, late, yeah, yeah, late yeah. 70s. Yeah, mid, mid to late 70s. Yeah, when I think of early fitness, I usually think of like that time, like 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah and what was fitness before that? Well, it, 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 not much. Yeah, and, and it was just, it was the strong men with the the curly mustaches <laughs> yeah. at the carnivals. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And that, but at the same time, it was because it was it, it was kind of like a thing. But everybody, you know, if you look at videos of people in the 1900s walking around, I mean, show me a fat guy. There's, you know, no, it, the, the, the standards have changed, which yeah. reinforces what we're talking about right now is that it's evolved from this uh, thing that was you know. It was an inherently uh, a part of our just being. Now it, it, it we have to work for it. Do you think that's maybe why so many people are opposed to it? Because I heard a statistic the other day, and I, I did not uh, fact check this. I don't know if this is true or not. But uh, I, I read that in the early 2000s, roughly 17% of our population worked out. It's not a huge amount. And I think now it's like 22%. So 22% roughly of people... Um, work out regularly, which is defined as, I think, 30 minutes, three days a week. Okay. So it is what you're saying, the reason that a, a larger portion of our population is opposed to fitness than that accepts it. Do you think there's... Um, I, I think it's... It, I try to approach everything very pragmatic. Okay. And I think people look at fitness uh, as... You know, they put it on a pedestal and find reasons not to do it because it's hard. At the yeah, end of the day, it, 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 it's hard. And, mm-hmm. and it, it can be boring, it can be mundane, it could be whatever. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a necessity. But in, kind of back to what I was saying is in the 50s, life was hard. Life's still hard now. Don't get me wrong. Like life, everyone's struggling, but it's hard in a different way. Correct. You know, and so maybe because we're not exposed to it, it's really like my generation and younger, you know, that uh, – probably they don't know what hard is. They think that your air conditioning going out Correct. is hard. Yeah, 100%. And, and yeah, I mean, in a way it is, but it's only because you were spoiled before. 100%. Standards have changed. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When when we were growing up, I remember when I was growing up, um, I had to get up and change the channel on the TV. Like, that's mm. unheard of. Right. Like for me, you know, we got four channels to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> While you're up there, go ahead and uh, move the uh, bunny ears and throw some yeah. aluminum but foil ask, on it. But what I'm saying is that just to do something as simple and basic as that, it, it required an effort. Mm-hmm. And here we are today, you know, it, minimal effort to do anything, change the channel. That's nothing. I, I can sit on my couch and I can run my business and I could order Uber <clears> Eats. <throat> I could order my groceries. I could do everything without lift, without even standing up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a bad thing? It is when it puts us in the position we're in today. Yeah. And that's everything from the, you know, um, the chronic disease crisis, obesity. I mean, it just goes on and on. Real quick, um, Phil, could you get the, I think your Sonos is still on. I can kind of hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant to stop that. Um, 
Yeah, speaking of yeah. technology, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is it a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not when it interrupts the pod. No, <laughs> it's all good though. But um, yeah, like it, it has its ups and its downs, right? So in in one way, you have all these great things that are luxury, but maybe. And my girlfriend has this this funny thing that she thinks that speaking of this changes subject a little bit, but speaking of, from a food perspective, she thinks that a lot of the food that we eat today. Like, you know, the Twinkies and cookies and fast food and stuff like that. She thinks that we're in one of those eras right now that 100 years from now, people are going to look back and like, oh, my gosh, look at all the poison they were eating. Because, you know, there's been periods of time in history where eating certain things was considered a luxury. Mm-hmm. But looking back, now 100%. we know and, and that it was a complete 100%. poison. And, yeah. and, and I think she's spot on because um, it, it, it's going to come out. Yeah, it's coming out now. Now we can be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand, or we can acknowledge what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And you know, just touch on the food. We grew up uh, with the food pyramid, and the food pyramid, you know, grains and at the base, at the bottom, and, and, work, the base, and yeah. it works its way up, so on and so forth. Well, it was all predicated around processed foods and everything else. Mm-hmm. I saw a video the other day, uh, Paul Saladino, the carnivore MD. I'm familiar, and he took a box of Wheaties. Wheaties. Michael Jordan on the cover, uh, on the box, you know, Olympian athletes, everything at Wheaties. And he takes it and he puts it in a blender, adds some water, and what makes this weedy mush. Then he takes a magnet and he puts a magnet to it and it pulls up iron filings in the Wheaties. I know it's iron. yummy. <laughs> I know it's fortified yeah, with right. iron and vitamins. Yeah. I didn't know it was iron shavings. Like actual iron. Iron shavings. I didn't yeah. know that eat your Wheaties made you Iron Man, I guess. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new uh, uh, concept to, to getting iron in your system. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, you know, that that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was talking to my daughter about it yesterday. She had my oldest daughter, 10 years old. And I'm sitting there explaining it to her this and that. She goes, oh, yeah, it's Cheerios, too. I said, how do you know? Oh, it's on TikTok. And they're doing a thing on TikTok where they'll do it with the with the magnet. And and it was cool that she was aware of it, but it was bad the fact that it was a cool TikTok thing. Yeah. And so it's almost like a little not trend. the fact that, that you're eating metal shavings. I mean, I can, this I can, might this it, might be the first time I've heard like a positive thing about about TikTok, um, to be honest. But so why is it you, let me hear your opinion? Why is it that there's this this information, then there's all this other stuff going on as well. And, and maybe this is the same reason as we want to sit down to change a channel instead of standing up to go walk to, to change a channel. Why is it that the the good information like this doesn't seem to affect people as much? Well, What's it, going it, on it, there? It, it's crazy to me, and I think it, it goes back to the to lack of education and understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and look, it, we've all been bamboozled. We have all been tricked. We've all been lied to. We've all been, it, it is what it is. And, and it's incumbent on us to, to sort, find the truth. Yeah. And as I sit today as a 44 year old, you know, dad of three beautiful girls, a husband, business owner, uh, um, you know, the priorities are the priorities. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's crazy that, she sees this TikTok video and in her mind, you know, oh, that's, that, that's a cool video. In my mind, I'm 
completely disgusted. My my head's right. about to explode. And what I'm getting at, the information's out there, but how we interpret the information, I think, is where we're falling short. That's what I'm asking. It's like, why, why is why that are, happening? And I'm saying we were tricked. Mm-hmm. And we were tricked everything from the health class that we were in in, you know, 10th grade, talking about the food pyramid and everything else and, 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 and thinking that that was a lifestyle and this is what it is and all the way to the pharmaceuticals. Okay. You're, yeah, you're th- overweight. Yeah. I think it's like, it takes a, a lot of like dismantling, like to believe one thing, not have to believe a whole bunch of other things. Well, it's especially like, when it's been ingrained in you yeah, from the jump. I always yeah, say yeah, that yeah. Kid, kids only know what they're taught. 100%. So exactly. if you raise a kid like in massive poverty, like they don't know anything else about the world. Or if a kid is raised in a wealthy family, they don't know anything else. 100%. Kids only know what they're taught. So kids eventually become adults. 100%. So this whole thing starts with the children. And that's where I'd like to kind of lead this conversation. And I'd like to ask you, like, what do we do? Well, right? I, the, fitness has evolved, right? We've established that. So now like when we talked about why a little mm-hmm. bit, so now, Obviously, it's different because you have to, it sounds like to me, what you're explaining is we now have to go almost out of our way. It's become more of an inconvenience a little bit. It's hard. Like you mentioned, it's not as easy as it used to. It used to be you had to walk to the store, right? And things, I'm just making examples. And, 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 you know, it's, I think it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, you had to walk to the store, this, what I'm saying is technology exists. How do we use it? For the good, mm-hmm. and when information, you know, information's out there. Well, it it it's, it starts with you. You got to look in the mirror, and you got to figure out, you know, what you want out of this. And if you want a long, healthy life, and that's what it is, well, then it, it it's an investment of time, money, effort, everything else. And you know, the whole the whole direction we're going in is that it it it's it's going to expose itself, and only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. So it it. Shit, I lost my thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you one thing um, I wanted to ask is. Or you said, how do we fix it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it starts with the kids. Well, I think we have to fix ourselves before we can fix the kids. And, 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 you know, for. my wife's going to kill me. All right. <laughs> I, we, we, we can bleep this out. Yeah. out. We may have to. Uh, here, here's what comes out. Like, for example, I'm having a, you know, issue with my middle uh, six-year-old. And I'm not, it's not even an issue. She's a six-year-old. She's doing exactly what I expect her to do. Right. She's well, she, she wants to eat bagels and chocolate chips every morning. Complex car. Me too. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. I want to. Yeah. Exactly. And that's my point is that yeah. she's six and every mm-hmm. six-year-old probably is going to want to eat something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I know the inherent dangers of it, everything else. Well, why am I fighting with her in the morning uh, to not eat it? Well, the reason I'm fighting with her is because it's on the shelf. Yes. I got chocolate chips in the pantry. I got bagels on the shelf. And here we are fighting. And uh, the reality is, is that she's six and she's doing exactly what a six-year-old is supposed to do. Well, the battle's not with her. The battle or the conversations with my wife. I didn't buy the chocolate chips, mm-hmm. but they're there. She yeah. didn't buy the chocolate chips, but yeah. they're there. So, I, so it, it it comes to not only look in the mirror, but also you know having this 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 unit that is pulling the wagon in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And that's why I says it starts with us, and then it goes to our kids because we can't educate them if we don't know. <laughs> And Very we true. have to almost have this experience. And and that's why it's important that we look in the mirror and we, we face this head on and then mm-hmm. it, it, it evolves from there. Something that I try to 
really get through to people is a minimum effective dose. Remember mm-hmm. that? Like if you think back to high school, college, talk about like in chemistry class and things like that, what's the minimum amount you can put in to get the maximum out? Yeah. Um, that's something that I try to use with people a lot where, yes, it is. And you mentioned it's a, it's an investment to do this. It costs time. It costs money. It costs effort. 100%. All these things. Right. But how, how do we get people to understand? Cause you said it's a mindset. So what do we do to get them to change their mindset in the parents that can then go to the kids and what, and a term that I use, like I said, is minimum effective dose. People don't always have to do as much. This is just my thoughts. I'd like to hear your thoughts. People don't, it's not as huge of an investment to get a little bit better. And then if you get a little bit better, then you can eventually get a lot better. Well, right. So how do we get them moving slowly in the right direction? Well, and I think that's kind of every trainer, you know, uh, gym owners kind of mentality. Uh, but the reality is, is that I think that's kind of like a, you use an analogy of a square peg through a round hole. Think so? And what I'm saying is, is that I don't think we can make people see that. But what I think we can do is be there for them when they do see it. Mm. And a lot of times people have that oh shit moment. And whether it's, you know, they went to tie their shoes and they're out of breath, they can't play with their kids. When they hit that wall, we have to be there. But I think if we're trying to put them there, um, if they can't put themselves there, then how in the world are we going to put them there? Man, I can't argue with you. So very true. I say, uh, you know, it's a mindset, us or them. And what I mean is that, you know, when I'm in that growth mindset, um, you know, it, that's us. We're, you know, you're in the growth mindset. I'm in the growth mindset. Mm-hmm. We're there. And our perspective is completely different than them. And them being that they're not in the growth mindset. And started through my wife under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but what I mean by that is that it's, you know, I picked, I had to pick up my daughter from cheer and I had my other one with me and my wife calls me and we're coming home. It's like 830 at night. And she's like, hey, my my little one, what do you want to eat? When, you know, I almost lose it because we're going to be home. It's late and you hadn't started. And now we're trying to figure out what to get. My point is, is that I've already thought about what I'm going to eat four times today. Yes. I'm us. Yes. I, <laughs> Them is going to think about what we're going to eat two minutes before it's time to eat. When they get hungry. And then now you've put up roadblocks. Well, I don't have anything. You know, and I'm going to do mm-hmm. something. So my, it's, it's that us or them mindset. And it starts with that. So I think if you can get them to be us, um, most of the decisions uh, made are going to fall into the category for the right reasons. Yeah, they're going to improve over time. The word that I use is intentionality. Yes. And uh, I actually stole this from Dave Ramsey. You know oh, nice. Dave Ramsey, yes. right? Yeah, he talks free. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I can't say that I'm, you know, uh, following all those principles. But, Is anybody really? Yeah, but... Is uh, any business owner really? Yeah, not yeah. Doubtful. Yeah. Uh, there are some, apparently, but... Uh, Show me. Yeah, Show right? Me. The, the point is that he uses the word intentional. He says, if you want to get out of debt, you have to be intentional about it. If you want to get fit, you want to lose weight, you have to be intentional. 100%. Waiting until you're starving... To drive to Jack in the Box to order your fast food is not being intentional. 100%. So I think that you're re- you you just kind of, you know, 
gave me a new mindset where maybe the more positive way to look at this is to really do the best that I can with my intentionality and show people the benefits and the positivity and also let them understand, make sure that they educate people to understand that their decisions are their decisions. If they want to be the them, then unfortunately, maybe we just let them. It's very difficult for me to do that, though. Keep in mind that it is, you know, and, and, and it goes against almost every cell in your body. Yeah, like you're, it's very you difficult for me to do that. You want to be there, but at the same time, uh, there was a point that you know, Philip. Uh, if I would have gone to you and tried to show you the light, you would have seen nothing oh, but darkness. I remember, so, dude. I remember. So in put high yourself. You, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I, was just, I remember in high school, like eating. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like eating burgers and like being proud of it. Being like, as a, uh, you know, yeah. 13, 14 years old, because the way you know, 15, even, yeah, oh, yeah, honestly, I guess because I was driving it. So I, I was like super fond years old. memories of eating certain fast foods all the time. Yeah, yeah and yeah, being yeah, like, yeah, yeah grease. Argh, oh, yeah, know? yeah. Like, Drink more grease on the bag, like, the what? better it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. point. Yeah, the, the grease on the bag and yeah. it being like a pride thing to 100%. eat that. Like, what? What was that doing? But people do that. And now it's like, yeah, I was a different person. And, but, but when, now I'm an us and you I, were was them. Them. I was you were them. them and, and even at the point I, I was, I was them and, yeah. and, and look, people teeter totter back and forth too. Uh, you know, us, them, us, them, and even sure. me to a certain degree. But once you get to that point of, of, you know, perpetual momentum, it's really hard to ever become them again. Yes. Results are motivating. hundred uh, percent. Tangible results are super motivating. And so it, yeah. I think organically we lead by example. We live the lifestyle. You know, it, it's like, what am I going to eat today? What am I, you know, it, 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 it's process. What am I going to work out? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure you already know what your workout is if you haven't already done it. Right. So yeah. th 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 that's my point is that it, it's, it's a priority for us. And by making it a priority, it's become a lifestyle for us. Um, but why is it a priority? Because we recognize the need for it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, by leading by example and, and showing things and, and telling our story, people um, can become one of us. Yeah, it's very difficult for people to make that transition from from one side to the other. It is. But it's not impossible. No. And, and, and look, we're, we're prime examples of that. Uh, you were a fat kid. I was a fat kid. And we it, it, it's almost... It sucked because we missed out on a lot as a kid, and you're very malleable as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you, uh, I didn't take my shirt off. Uh, I didn't. I I was the kid at the pool party that forgot a swimsuit. I don't forget my swimsuit. Dude, you I, sound exactly like you, me. You, I tell yeah, that you story knew exactly where time. you were going. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, because <laughs> yeah. you felt that. Mm -hmm. And the good news is, is we were them. Well, now we're us, and we were able to bounce back from that. Well, most. You know, I wasn't a genetic freak. I had dog shit genetics, but yeah. most of my friends had phenomenal genetics. Well, fast forward now, and and I see them, and some of the most god gifted athletes that have probably I've ever walked the earth I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm way more athletic than them now. Yeah, and and what I'm saying is is that it happened to us at a malleable stage sucked and, and everything else, but it gave us the opportunity to bounce back. Yes, and I think you're me. I know I'm a stronger person now. Be because of all those literally things. and figuratively yes 100 percent. but now fast forward to, uh you know 44 years old and, and i and i'm in that position 
you know, the, the bounce back is, is the, the time to bounce back in the law. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we, you know, we, we lost time as a kid, but it gave us the opportunity to make up for lost time. And I think a lot of people now are that didn't experience what we experienced as kids now experience as adults. Yes. I, I am very grateful that I experienced these things younger than, than later. Uh, I, I have had this conversation with many people, uh, that I'm, I, I feel blessed to have gone through all the things that I do. And what I was going to mention earlier, the, one of the reasons that it's it's very difficult for me to to let people do stuff like that because I know the consequences. And something I was, I'll ask you here in a second, but my mom died in her 30s, dude, 36. I'm four years away from the age that yeah. my mother died. Yeah. Right? And I know the consequences. And you've seen I was gonna, them. You yeah, lived them. Yeah, I lived them. them. I know what it feels like to be a teenager with no parents. Hundred percent. And, and did, did, there's not there, there, there's not many people out there that can even fathom that. Yeah. And so, like, what I was going to ask you is, like, what what's going? Do people understand the consequences, or or do they ignore them? Like, what's what's going on? Us do, them don't. Okay. It's that simple, huh? I, I, I think yeah. in, 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 it, it, even with fitness, we try to go in the gray. This is black and white. Yeah, I have a bad habit of that. I do agree. I think we all do. I have a bad habit of hanging out in the gray to try to get people over to our side. Your intent is sound, but I think the results are not. Lackluster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, it's not because of lack of effort. I think you're just trying to, you're fighting the wrong battle. You know what? Just I just had a little epiphany in my head. Our best clients obviously we're a personal training gym right mm -hmm. we help people often on a one we do private semi-private very small groups very very private setting very intimate setting with yep. our customer base right our best customers are the ones that come to us they've become an us in their mind their body doesn't show it yet well, and but in it, their mind, to be us, you don't have to look a certain way. Great Quite point. Can you contrary, expand on that? One hundred percent is that being. It, it's a mindset. I'm not. You know, it, I don't need my wife to look like some supermodel. She's beautiful. No ifs, ands, right. buts about it. But my point is, is that 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 doesn't turn me on. You know what turns me on? Hey, I got two T bones defrosting for tonight. <laughs> You ready? Whoa, let's go. That's pretty great. But I agree. And, and that's what I'm saying is that it, that that fires me up um, because she's in that growth mindset where we're, it's, you know, she wants to better herself. She's the, the results will come mm -hmm. if you're in the mindset. But if I'm forcing results, then A, they probably won't come. B, if they do, they're going to be for the wrong reasons. They're going to they're going to go as fast as they come. Yeah, and, and kind of what I was getting at with, with my point is our best customers are definitely the ones that come to us. And they say, they tell me what they need. 100%. I, I just listen. And, and those the worst are the, customers are the ones that came in looking for the best price. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, and they're also the ones that I have to force yeah. to come in. I'm so, trying so now, to bring now, them to my you're side. you're spending more yeah. time, money, effort, resources to help somebody that don't want to be helped, which is taking away time, money, resources from the people that do, do want to be helped. helped. Yeah. You know, I told you we, um, we've recently grown quite a bit and stuff and Justin, he was like, uh, yeah. our GM at the gym, he, 
recently, like we talk a lot about this stuff and that's something that he's really hammering me. He's like, Hey dude, you know, at one point, you know, we had over 180 personal training clients, 180. We were spending so much time on administrative work, trying to get them in, trying to do all this stuff, taking care of their accounts, you know, just calling them all the time. Hey, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? And Justin's like, Hey dude, we're doing this all wrong. These people over here that are getting great results, they show up. Maybe their results aren't even showing yet, but they're showing up in their mind. They've made the mindset change. They're on our side, right? They're just kind of go over here. They're doing what they need to do, but we as a business, and I'm admitting this, we're doing it wrong. We We were not doing the things for them that we should have been doing. We were spending all of our time over here. And so now we've cut back actually, and everything's great. We, the, the business is better. The clients that want help are getting more help. And it's because we are focused on the ones that have made the mindset shift. And the ones that aren't ready yet, they know that you're there for them when they are ready. Yes. And that's, that, that, that's what they need to leave with. And it's okay if you're not ready yet. Um, but you better get ready soon. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's, that's see, it's, it's very difficult for me just to sit back and wait for them to be ready. You know, it, it is because you, you know, your drive and your passion is to, is, is to help. But once again, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. And, and I think that your energy has to go to, to, you know, to what's going to yield the most results mm-hmm. and the ones that are the, and, and we're all about growth, but you know, growth isn't necessarily contingent on bigger. Um, you know, I, I did a, a consult this week and I'm taking a 2,500 square foot personal training facility and bringing, shrinking it down to 1100 square foot. Well, you know, how do I get 2,500 square foot of equipment into 1100? <laughs> yes, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's good because I, she has, you know, she's used the equipment she knows what she needs. She knows what she doesn't need. Mm-hmm. So we can go through there. My point is, is that their dream is shrinking, but the reality is it doesn't mean that the revenue is. Yes. We've noticed that as well. So hundred percent. So, you know, growth doesn't necessarily be, they're growing, but they shrunk. Mm -hmm. The business is growing, but the, you know, gym size has shrunk. Yeah. The square footage is irrelevant here or it should be. Yeah. Yeah. What matters is people's lives are impacted. That's it. And the people that want it are there. So more is not necessarily better. It's the same thing in a workout, you know, Uh, quality over quantity. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My uh, high school baseball coach taught me that. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Well, I learned that when I did CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that too. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I did. um, What do you feel is, you know, we've we've talked about all these, you know, us and and them Mm -hmm. and making our world better than things have unfortunately gone in one direction, you know, fitness is harder to do now. So uh, you, you talked about people need to make a mindset shift. Well, what, what's, what are you doing in this whole situation? Like what's, what do you feel like your role is? What's your future? How are you, you know, trying to help? And, and well, maybe I can learn something here you know, too. We, we, we do this through the store and just like, you know, I apply a lot of the, you know, be, uh, being a gym owner and, and understanding, you know, what you guys go through and what we go through. I try to apply a lot of the concepts you apply. And what I mean is like when a customer walks in, what kind of vibes do they have? So if they walk into the store, if they walk into your gym, you know, what kind of music are you playing? Mm-hmm. I walk in with my six-year-old and we got two live crew. You, you see, like, it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, what does it smell like? Mm-hmm. You know, does it smell like trash? 
five. Yeah, all and, these you know, matter, what yeah. do you see? You know, and where you're greeted. You know, it's all all about that. So we apply that same concept at the store um, to make people comfortable in the fitness space because it's such a uh, a weird space. Then we you take the next step and qualify the needs. It's not like okay, I'm here to buy a bike. Mm-hmm. Well, we have bikes, but most of the, a lot of times it's like I'm here because I want to lose weight. Okay, that's some direction, but not much. Not much. You know, yeah. Same thing. You got to qualify. Okay, mm-hmm. weight is big. How much weight do you want to lose? You know, is it real? Is, is it obtaining smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable? Uh, you know, all, all those things. So we go through that process, but we do that similar process for your equipment needs, just like you do for their training program. So by being able to take them through this process and qualify the needs, if you hate riding bikes, well, I'm not going to show you the bikes. Let's not waste your time or my time or anybody's <laughs> yeah. time. Let's go to, and then and then also we use our, you know, store and platform uh, to show unique, new different types of stuff. The fitness space is a crowded, crowded space. You go on Instagram, I'm sure your feed's probably just as bad as mine mm-hmm. with all the gadgets, gadgets, widgets and stuff. doesn't mean they're all bad. They definitely aren't all good. Yeah, you know, you mentioned vibe. We use the word culture, vibes, culture. They're interchangeable terms, right? But do you, and you mentioned how fitness is kind of a, it's like a weird thing for people. Makes people feel kind of weird. Do you think that if someone, and I already know the answer to this. I'm just curious of your opinion. If someone walks in and they, in the first 30 seconds, anything negative happens, do you think that they're out? Because they're almost... You know, they already so feel think, weird think, about think, it. Think about somebody that's on, they're walking the line of us and them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push them back to them. Exactly. Yeah. So keeping that level of comfort and keeping, you know, the guard down and everything else will, will continue their journey to us. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. I like the way that you put it. Cause what I tell, um, like obviously in personal training, we, we do sales, right? It, yeah, it is yeah, what it is, yeah. right? So, um, nothing, aspect of nothing, business, 100%. nothing bad about it. Um, it's what I do every single day. Sure. I'm a salesperson. It's what I do. But <clears throat> what I tell everyone, anytime I'm training them on sales in our environment, at least, and I know this sounds kind of negative. So if you're listening to this, don't take this the wrong way. But I often, the way I view this is when people come in, they are often looking for reasons to say no. They're not always looking for reasons to say yes. So if you don't give them any reasons to say no, exactly, they got to say yes. And, and, and now they're one of us. And so they, everybody wins. But when they become one of us, the mindset shifts. And what are they looking? They're no longer looking for the reasons. No. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's that because you, you didn't give them any. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's that mindset mm-hmm. and that clientele. And, and, and that's why, you know, at the store, we want to, we want to qualify and put them in a position to see, just like I wanted you to succeed at the gym. Uh, the, the home gym garage gym journey is a constant mm-hmm. training changes. When I started my garage gym, I was powerlifting and I had all this weight, everything else, you know, heavy dumbbells. Now I do jujitsu and my heaviest dumbbell is 55 pounds. So it, it your training and, and, and needs change, but you know, by being putting you in a position to succeed, I, we can just like you open looking to open up another location. I can keep them in that evolution through their home garage gym journey based off of where their specific needs are. Do you think that finding the thing that they enjoy doing is like the most important once they've made the decision? 
because um, you, you mentioned powerlifting, which yeah, obviously well, is lifting a lot yes. of weight. You just do completely different. Either one can help someone get maybe the means to an I, end. Yes, but. I think you need to tie some sort of, because it, at the end of the day, you know, running on a treadmill is like a hamster wheel. Like, I don't want to get really good at running on a treadmill. I run on a treadmill so I can run with my kids. Mm. And, and, and so you need a purpose for, for this. And, you know, some people do, like, you know, I do jujitsu and, you know, I'll start competing again at the first of the year. Well, training to compete, um, I have a goal and I know that I'm going to have to go out and, and compete and may have multiple matches in a tournament and I have to be prepared. So, you know, that when I'm training for a competition versus just my day-to-day training, it, it does change. Mm-hmm. Cause you have a reason. hundred percent. I guess what I'm so asking th- is do, do people need that? Yes, reason? That, that's yes. what it, yes. That's what yes. I'm so I think they need a short-term and long-term reason. Okay. Um, long-term longevity for my family. Short-term would be these incremental goals like jiu-jitsu tournaments, a powerlifting meet, a, you know, a, a triathlon, a marathon. These little things that not only challenge yourself and, and, and are often measurable. You know, I ran the marathon at this time. Last year, I ran it you know, this, fast, this, this much faster this year. I think these are good benchmarks for you to compare yourself. We encourage people in jiu-jitsu to compete, not to uh, go win a medal and hang it up and brag about it, but to, to test yourself. Mm-hmm. Put yourself out there to kind of see where you are amongst somebody your same age, you know, your same rank, your same size. You know, you, you roll with the same guys every day, so you got a general idea. Well, I really want to see where I stand. And then, you know, so you, when you go through these processes and these growth, uh, you identify things. I went to the tournament, got my ass kicked. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have any conditioning. Mm-hmm. Now I can go back in. The, now in, you have something yeah, to work on. One hundred percent. That's it, so it, true in the running, like mm-hmm. that whole mindset right there, like putting 100%. yourself out there and actually like challenging yourself and seeing where you just lay am- amongst the ranks is super. Yeah, super we started standard. running recently, yeah. and uh, Sean's running his first half marathon. Yes, very coming soon. Up. So yeah. you have intent with your training now. Yeah. You have goals. I'm sure yeah. your diet's probably changed a little bit. A little, not, a lot. not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. <laughs> but you acknowledge it. You yes, acknowledge sir. it. You're owning it. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh-huh. Well, so, um, you know, uh, we're often probably having the similar, I never thought about this, but we're maybe having a similar conversation with, with customers about, what their goals are well, and, and where they're that's trying what to... I did coming from, you know, I was in the equipment space and mm-hmm. I got into the, the, the gym space mm-hmm. and I applied a lot of the same methodologies because, you know, before fitness was working out at home was never like, it was always like, you can go to a gym, mm-hmm. you can go to a gym. Well, now I have to, you know, I have to work through this evolution. And by applying stuff that's been successful in the gym market, knowing that that market, the home gym market will be very similar. I can take some of those parallels and apply it and get similar results. Yeah. And what I wanted to ask is because when, when it comes to me, when I'm talking to people, yes, I do try to help them find things that they like, but at the end of the day, we have our program that we recommend that is good for the masses and it's strength-based functional fitness, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so what I, my, my, pitch, I guess you could say, is that everyone needs a base of strength training. And that's what we do. And then beyond that, I try to help them find what they like to do, whether it's a sport, whether it's running or biking. I think, you know, like with what you do, I call it more kind of functional fitness. Yes. And more applicable for real life application Mm -hmm. uh, versus traditional fitness. We talked about Arnold, you know, 
fitness, a lot of fitness was predicated and based around the bodybuilding methodologies and, and look. It still and, is. It, not it, was. Well, a lot it, of it, it actually is. came back. Yeah. Uh, so we've, you know, we're going through, now we're starting to get these cycles that mm -hmm. we're seeing. We didn't, you know, it being the infancy stage, we never saw these cycles because it never really existed. Well, it's, you know, bodybuilding, uh, mid or uh, late 70s came out, boom. And then we had the group fitness with all the valleys, total fitness, president, first lady, uh, Richard Simmons, uh, mm -hmm. and then boom, we had the Tybo push. And then, you know, so it, it, and we had the CrossFit functional fitness push. And now we're back to what? Bodybuilding. More body like there's a lot of bodybuilders out there now. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, the, the, the cycle continues. I don't think one's right or wrong, but what I'm getting at is what you do is more functional fitness. People, people like to, would like to look like that, but uh, I don't think that's mainly what people want or need. Or maybe what they want, but it's not what they need. As they far need as the like the look of bodybuilding? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 for sure. I talk, especially with uh, guys, especially men, usually more. Um, you know, they want to do legs and then, well, they don't, they never want to no, do legs. Do let's let's be honest. They, <laughs> they want to do legs. But yeah. they want to do chest today. They want to do triceps tomorrow, shoulders the next day, you know, back the next day. And we're often talking about, yeah, that's great if you want to do that, you know, but what we encourage is this kind of full body functional fitness approach where we're focused on strength, compound movements and stuff like that. And you will eventually look better too, but you got to eat better yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you also want to look well, better. But it, it comes to, what is our goal? You know, do you yeah. want to look like a bodybuilder? Well, and then, yeah. Okay. Why? Yes. You want to go yeah. on stage? Well, no. Well, well then, then why? Then yeah. why? So That's it, it comes yeah. down to the goal and you yes. know, it, it's, my goal is longevity and be able to play with my kids. Uh -huh. So, you know, isolating my biceps may not be the best for it. Maybe I should, you know, put on a ruck and, and, and go walk for 20, 30 minutes, just like I got the baby carrier on when we go on vacation. Yes. Something that's it's more applicable, applicable to yeah. your life. Let me do yes. a suitcase carry. Uh, with a 400 pound suitcase when we go on vacation. So <laughs> yeah. can, uh, <laughs> Let me guess that's your, that's your, uh, your wife's suitcase. Yeah, huh? Since we're, yeah, you know, yeah, throwing yeah. her under a little bit here today. But. <laughs> but we're going to have a, have her on next time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll let her talk about you a little bit. No show. You don't have enough hours in the, uh, in the podcast for that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it comes back to the why. And mm -hmm. I think people, if they don't really know what they want, then it's incumbent on you to guide them. Uh, yes. through that process. So. And I feel like that's a huge part of my job is to have that conversation with people. Yeah, everyone wants to look better. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Look better naked. Who and, doesn't want to look better? And, like, well, duh. And, don't we all? You're lying. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but it's, it is deeper than that. But a lot of times... They just know maybe, maybe like you said, or you said, like they have that like, oh shit moment. Yeah. You know, and so they know that this thing, this thing, this thing, but they haven't had anyone to really talk to about because a lot of people in if people are on them we have us and them right if people are on their side most of their friends are probably their side as well right Look, so they're not have able to have that conversation and really bring to the bring to correct. light not all only, these not things not only that they discourage us Yes. They discourage. I look, I, when I started, I was even in the fitness industry when I got out of college and I was uh, working, it was more corporate brand, but I was still in fitness space. Okay. And I remember, you know, it, it would be somebody's birthday and they'd have birthday cake. And of course I wouldn't eat it. And everybody there, I was the, you know, how's that rabbit food? It's <laughs> my favorite one. You and I, yeah. you know, exactly. You've heard them all. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm not judging you for eating the cake. Why are you judging me for not eating the cake? Because mm -hmm. I'm one of us. Yeah. 
just different. Uh, they don't like that. Yeah. And, 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 and that's fine. But what I'm getting at is that not, it, I think it's deeper than what you're saying um, that, you know, us are not around for them, but I think it's even deeper in the sense that them are going to continue misery loves company. Yes. And them don't want them to become us. Right. So they're going to do everything they can to keep them uh, from bettering themselves. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. And, you know, we, I know we've already mentioned this a few times, but it really starts with us and then, and then the kids wanting to actually better their lives. And there is definitely a lack of education with the correlation between physical fitness and fulfillment of life. Like, right. how, do you ever think about that? Is that something that, that, that you well, consider? I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't work out to be really good at fitness. I work out to be really good at life. And that's, you know, that's a different approach. And I even, I, I even had an epiphany the other day. It was a Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we uh, took my daughters out. I got a one-year-old, I got a six-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And we went trick-or-treating. And I had the one-year-old in the stroller. Kids are dressed up. Boom, we're hitting all the street. As soon as we got to the furthest point from my house, baby went out of the stroller. I'm like, all right, take her out. I'm going to carry her. I'm carrying her. Well, of course, you got to stop at every house. Yeah. So we got a long walk back, everything else. I'm getting frustrated. It dawns on me. What are you getting mad about? You ruck every day with 60 pounds on your back. And I'm, you know, frustrated because I'm carrying it. No, 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 no. It's the opposite of that. I don't ruck uh, just a ruck. I ruck so I can carry my kid when I'm the furthest point of the house on Halloween trick-or-treating with my kids. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't rucking in a position, yes, what, guys? We're going home. And I just shorted my kids at Halloween. They'll never get that back. That's on me. That is such a good point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the intent and the why is, is very important. Now, it, it'll also get to a point where you'll enjoy it and, and everything else. Once you get to that other side, you're there. It's the same thing with eating. Do I eat for, you know, satisfaction or do I eat for fuel? And, you know, we talked about it earlier. Eating is one of the pillars to sustain life then why did eating become such a convenience to us? I'm glad you brought this up. I specifically wanted to ask you about this. Uh, a few, how long, maybe it was a, probably over, it's definitely over a month ago. Maybe six even, weeks ago, yeah. Maybe even two months ago. I was up at the shop and we were talking and uh, we were talking about doing a podcast and you, even outside of the podcast conversation, you talked about how eating is inherently inconvenient and the need and push and fight to make eating more convenient is is a problem. And I've never considered this. Well, it, and I just I was I've been mind blown about that thought ever since. And I've t- talking to people about it, kind of explaining them, like what I took away from that statement. So while we're here now, like just well, expand it, on it, that, I guess. It came to me one day. I I go home eat lunch. I usually. You know, a lot of times I'll fast in the in the morning, and then I'll go home and eat a pretty big lunch. I try to keep it more, you know, carnivore, meat and fruit. Oh, same, uh, yeah, 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 that's my diet as well. And, 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 and this is from trial and error. 
Uh, this isn't just because I, you know, heard it on a podcast or this or that. I've tried many mac counting macros, this and that, but that this is, uh, you know, this is giving me the best results. So when I go home, I'm, you know, cooking a steak, I'm cutting up an apple and I'm trying to rush through it. I'm getting frustrated. I got to do it. And it dawned on me at that moment. This is to sustain your life. And you're trying to rush this. Like I had eating on a pedestal as a convenience. And the reality is that there's there shouldn't be anything convenient about this. Time, effort, resources should be invested in probably one of the most important things to sustain your life. And when that when that switch flipped, I had no problem sitting there cutting up the apple, taking the time, doing what I needed to do. And it was just a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And I think we all food has become this convenience thing. And I think that is a pivotal problem when you can accept it's not convenient how important it is, um, the decisions will, the right decisions will make themselves. I have changed my entire outlook on eating since that conversation we had six weeks ago. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Seriously. I mean, it is just, it it is a completely different way to look at things. And um, it's it's free. It's very freeing. It is. And and even, you know, we, we have these preconceived notions of breakfast and what it needs to Mm -hmm. be. And this, and it's all marketing one-on-one cereals and all that. You know what I ate for breakfast this morning? Tell me. Surf and turf. Oh, nice. I love steak for breakfast. That sounds so good. Guess what? Yeah. Liver and salmon. (laughs) Oh, it's a little different approach. Uh, I've had liver and I I have some, some liver. I, I've gotten to where now um, I have a resource where I, buy like a quarter or a half of a cow yeah. at, at a time kind of thing. And I have some liver and I've tried it and it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I'll eat it. But, but I'll tell you this, I despise liver. My dad used to get the luby special, whatever he'd mm-hmm. get it. And I thought it was the most grossest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I would never touch it, you know, for many, many, many years. And then I started reading on it, hearing about it, bioavailable, blah, blah, blah. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to give it another run. And the next time I gave it a, ran, a run, I was more, you know, fuel-based than, than you know, uh, satisfaction-based. Mm-hmm. And when I ate it, it's still, you know, liver has that iron kind of. Yeah, that's weird. Blood. It's weird. It the is. texture is kind of weird, too. It is. And yeah. But when I ate it, this craving came over me like I my body was yearning it. Like uh, almost, you know, the Lay's potato chips, you can't eat one. You yeah. can't eat just mm-hmm. one. It was almost like that. I had that same sensation. But it wasn't a, <clears throat> it wasn't an unnatural sensation. It was natural. Like when you eat a Lay's potato chips, it's because of the 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 crunch, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. savoriness when it touches your tongue, mm-hmm. or the way it melts. Everything from it, all that's been played on through been engineered, sci- engineered through yeah. science and chemicals, and play into our our whole bio makeup and everything else. Well, I had that same effect with liver, something that I hated. I despised it. And, you know, unlike Lay's potato chips, you you can sit there and eat the whole bag. With liver, I had that feeling, but then I was satisfied because, the, I, yeah, I got so much nutrition. Out. Yeah, you don't need to keep eating a whole bunch So more. now it's even to a point where I'll even crave it. And I ate it this morning. And I did, you know, I had legs, so I was like, I better get something good. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't look that appealing uh, on the plate. But after that first bite, it was phenomenal. You just feel so much better. So much better. Yeah. And it tasted good. Mm-hmm. And I'm to a point I used to, okay, I'm going to dump a bunch of ketchup on here. Any ketchup, just straight up. Just straight up. And and it is, is, you know, weird and as gross as it sounds, it was phenomenal. Do you think that um, 
people are lying to themselves when they say they don't eat because they don't have time and it's such an inconvenience. Is that a, is that a mindset issue? You'll die if you don't eat. So you have to eat. Is what you're saying. Hundred percent. So you you might as well do it and do it right. Is that what you're, you're saying? Hundred percent. Yeah. That what I'm saying is you're trying to. It's like there's there's nothing convenient about what's needed for sustaining life, and we've made it convenient. And it's it's done through marketing. It's done through it, it, for whatever reason. And, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't cause this, but it, it, it it's where we're at and it's our problem mm-hmm. and we have to deal with it and, and we have to take it head on. So we, we, there's nothing convenient about having to, you know, sustain your life. And when we, when we put it on that pedestal and we think it is convenient, then we get the convenient results and that's where we're at chronic disease. I mean, I, I went to my kid's elementary school a few months ago. There are so many big kids out there and there should not be. And it broke my heart. I know. And, and, and it, it killed me to see it. And then I saw the parents. Oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. But here's yeah. the problem is that, you know, now we got generations of parents like that where before the parents. So now, you know, the kids that went through what we went through are exponentially more. And most of them don't have to. Yeah. It's funny as you were, as you were talking about that, I remember uh, one of our clients actually invited me out to a, uh, like a neighborhood baseball game kind of thing recently. And I went, it was really cool. And it was really fun to go watch. Um, Just people play like actual baseball, not slope itself, but like actual baseball. But anyways, I was there, I was watching the game. <clears throat> kid walks up young. Uh, I'm not good. I'm not good at guessing kids ages. I do it by height. Like yeah. he's this old or this old, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, yeah, he, you know, he's about this old, right? Maybe like somewhere between six and 10 years say, old, yeah, six to say. 10 years old. And I mean, this, this kid's big. And I just immediately just like feel terrible. And his mom's right behind him. Same situation. And they have a bag, a convenience store bag. It's funny. It's in the name convenience store. Wow. Case in point. Yeah. And, uh, so pull out of the, and then they walk up and it's a whole, then it becomes a whole family. Yep. Right. There's like three or four adults, three or four kids and the little kid and the mom set the bag on the ground. They're in like lawn chairs, right? And they set the bag on the ground, pull out a Coke, hand it to one of the adults, pull out a big red, hand it to the other adult, pull out a Sprite, hand it to one of the kids pull out Twizzlers, hand it to the kid, pull out a Twix, hand it to the other adult, pull out a bag of chips, hand it to the other adult. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm watching this more than I'm watching the baseball game at this point. It's crazy. And, and, and I, it, it, I think something that I know, I think all people do, but I know that I do this for sure. As people that want to be successful, we try to surround ourselves with good decision makers, people that want to be successful, people that are similar to sure. us, right? I almost forget that how normal that is. Do you ever think about that? All the time. I don't. It, but I did that day. I do just because I'm, I guess because I have kids. Uh, 
perspective changes a little bit and you're, you're constantly looking. That's at a great point. I, I don't have kids. You're, you're yeah. in a lot more social situations with the thems. You know, yes. You're talking yeah. About, yeah so. I don't have that. And, and, you know, that's when I really started to, to notice what you kind of noticed and, and, and the reality is that that's the standard. Mm-hmm. That is today's standard. And that is why, you know, the whole, it reinforces what, you know, we talked about the necessity or the luxury into the necessity is because of that standard right there. The, you know, the six to 10 year old boy that is morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and to be honest, he probably doesn't have a chance based off of the support network and statistics, Mm -hmm. uh, based off of that. So, but at the same time, I don't think you could say anything to that mom to make her one of us. But what I do think is something may happen to that mom through this to make her one of us. That's what happened to me. Exactly. And um, it, it's unfortunate that this is the series of events that it may require for us to make a, a change as a nation. And obviously we're here in Houston, right? We're really like, it's in your business. It's in the name Houston, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and same with us, but it really is on a national level where, where this is a big problem. And I, it just hurts me to know that that's what it takes. And, you know, I've never made, you just said that I've never made the correlation that that's what it took for me. So maybe I should be, maybe my mindset should be different because that's what it took for me. Otherwise well, I'd you're, still be you're, the same person. The end goal is the same, but I think the, you know, the route you take to it may change a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, the effort it takes to, you know, get somebody to become one of us um, is insurmountable and the results are going to be next to none. Mm-hmm. So I think what we do is continue leading by example and, and be that resource for people. You know, we call Fitness Depot Houston your ultimate fitness resource, not your ultimate fitness equipment resource. Uh, but if you Good look point. at our social media, I mean, if you if you look at it, you know, I'm, I'm posting everything from time with the family to what I ate this morning um, you know, more lifestyle based because this is a lifestyle. We're selling a lifestyle. If you need to come in and say, Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I had knee surgery, uh, and I've been released, but I've never got back into working out since it's happened. Well, come to us and we can make recommendations. I've, I had a torn meniscus from jujitsu and I can make recommendations on programs that have helped me. Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee what it's going to do for you, but I can guarantee uh, what it's done for me. So, you know, by being out there constantly vetting programs and, and, and things like that and being that resource, that, that readily available resource for people, uh, I think that's where our efforts need to go. Yeah, maybe last question here. <clears throat> you mentioned that, you know, on your social media, it's your business page, but you also include a lot. Of, and I noticed this to you, like, like your, your, you know, the whole situation is involved from your family. Do you consider family, um, you know, fun, whether it's work and everything is, is all this intertwined with your fitness life? And do you think that people need to stop separating those things? And, or how do you feel about it? I don't know if you understand my question. I, but. I think I do. I mean, I think it, it, fitness needs to be a priority for everyone. Um, from mom and dad to all the kids to grandma, grandpa, uncle, it's, it, it, it needs to start with that. Um, you know, to be able to do stuff like if, if, if I have three kids, I have, you know, 
a one-year-old. She's not doing any sports right now. My oldest daughter, she's 10. She's doing cheer, and she also does jiu-jitsu. My middle daughter does uh, jiu-jitsu as well. But, you know, if I got one doing gymnastics, one doing jiu-jitsu, one doing cheer, um, you know, taking them all three to practice is not realistic. Uh, it, well, I guess it is, but it wouldn't have time for me. So what I'm getting at is that I can get all of us to do jujitsu. The time together and, and, and the growth together is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So to be able to tie it into something like that, and, and we have our jujitsu academy, and, and I can't tell you, I, I'd, actually, I'd say probably 70, 65, 70% of our student, our, our kids' students, their parents do it. And I think a big part of that is because of me. And I'm not saying me because, oh, I'm some sales guy. They said, no, no, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to them, a lot of times they'll bring their kids in and say, hey, you know, I want them for this, that, everything else. Okay, what about you? Huh? Yeah, I do it. My kids do it. And it's one of the one of the greatest experiences I had this past summer. I got to compete in a tournament with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like this was a dream of mine and it came true. So when you can share, you know, some sort of, passion together that can tie a fit the fitness in uh the the momentum you you can build is phenomenal and then it feeds off of each other so i think if you can find a way to tie that in uh i think success is inevitable yeah we always say fitness should improve your life not you know take it over 100 it's a part of your life fitness can become too much of anything can become detrimental yes 100 percent. and i think that and, and the people in the them category, if to follow the theme that we've been mm-hmm. on today, think that is the case. They think because I'm fit and, and eat healthy and work out regularly that that's my entire life is that thing. It's not the case. Um, my entire life revolves with it, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I like in intertwining them all, I think is something that people maybe could, we, we could do well, a little I, bit better I, with. Yeah, yeah. I think they need to, you know, we talked about earlier, short-term, long-term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's when you're hitting that that hard set in a workout or you're tired and you got that last, you know, 30-second push on the sled and you're just ready to quit. Well, I'm I'm ready to quit and then I think of my kids. And that, you see, what I, like, it, 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 that quit goes away real, real yes. fast. So, you know, knowing that, or if I'm, you know, training for a tournament and, you know, I start to uh, get tired, then I think about, you know, this is when everybody quits. This is when everybody stops. And then I start to smile and be like, oh, I don't have to stop. That's not everybody, when I quit, no, though. No, no, yeah. I don't have to quit. This is when everybody else does. Oh, I can keep going. That gives me a lot of moment. Like the other day, I went for a run last weekend. And uh, so we have this marathon. Like I'm doing the full marathon Love with it. me and Kevin. We're doing the full marathon. Sean's going to do the half marathon in January. So I was on a run the other day. It was a 15 miles. And it was just pouring raining. And uh, when I started, it was kind of sprinkling and it got worse. And I'm out there. I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. And I was like, man. I was like, man, maybe I should just take it in for today. You know, I'll miss a training day. I don't want to. I don't want to slip. I don't want to roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, my I feet, my feet are wet. Yeah. And I'm out here and I'm running. And don't want to catch all, a cold or nothing. Yeah, 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 I see all these people in their car and I'm like, that guy would have quit. Not me. <laughs> that guy would have quit. Not me. You know, and that's very motivating for me. So it, it's okay to to make that step. I think this really good. He was one of them. Yes, but I'm me. Hundred percent. And I'm one of us. But even let's look at your marathon. It's not like you're not you. You sign up and you're gonna go do a marathon. You're preparing for it mentally, physically, oh, yeah. spiritually. Like this is like all this is 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 
no one will ever take that away from you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the marathon is the day of an event, but that's not what it's about. It's about the preparation, getting ready, preparing yourself, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually for that, for that event. And yeah, the event is the time for you to showcase your hard work. It's not a, it's the same. That's why I tell people, you know, uh, in jujitsu or tournament is that, you know, on the way to the, when you're driving to go to a combat sport tournament, you question everything driving up there. <laughs> yeah. you stupid idiot. You're paying to go fight somebody. <laughs> this is Saturday morning. I'm driving up here. I'm nervous as shit. You pull into the parking lot. You see all these tatted jujitsu killers, all these, <laughs> and you're walking like in, in perspective. I remember that feeling. And I said, wait a minute. Embrace this feeling. I never feel like this driving to work. I never feel like mm-hmm. this going home. I never feel like you're going to fight somebody. Embrace this. This yeah. is great. And then once I flipped that, I was like, wait a minute. This this feels great. Uh, uh, the journey is, is is so worth it. So it's almost like you got to, when you hit that wall of perspective, like you did, oh, it's wet, it's cold outside, everything else. You embraced it, and then when you go to run that marathon, uh, if it's raining, who gives a shit? You've yeah, already you've already fought that battle. Yeah, you fought that battle in training. So that, that 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 that's what it comes down to, and that's what it's about. Yeah, and I I personally think that the confidence that a journey like this gives you makes you better in all areas of your life. 100%. You are you're a, you're a better worker. You're a better business owner. You're a better parent. You're a better sibling you're better brother sister you're a better human because of the lessons that you learned because you you fought and you you sustained you worked hard you persevered was the word i was looking for you persevered through the thing well if i can persevere if i can run 15 miles in the cold rain well dude what can i do at work tomorrow not only that you know i can do what nobody Knows. Yeah, they don't know my talents. They don't. Nobody even yeah. knows that, that I'm putting in this work. It's one thing if I'm putting in the work and it's out there and everybody sees it and you're getting you're getting you know points for it. Mm-hmm. But no, no, only you know. That's right. And, and but that's the only one that matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing yeah, else. yeah. I, I know my abilities. I know, and actually, um, but how many you know? How many people can we stop on the street and ask them that? And how many would really? And they'd be like. Yeah, they wouldn't. Because they haven't put in the work to yeah, do so. they don't know. So th- th- this is why it's imperative that we get them to be, uh, them to become us. Yeah, and I think that uh, a strong dedication to fitness allows you to have a bigger potential. And that's what it all comes down to. Grant Cardone, actually, I don't know if you're... Yeah, in, he, Yeah, okay. He, uh, he says, your only competition is your own potential. So, I want to fulfill that potential. Right. And so I'm going to put in the work to fill that potential. I don't care if anyone, what everyone else says, they say whatever they want, but this is, this is what, who I know I can be. And if my potential is more than I am today, I'm out there working. And that it, it's really as simple as that. You're us. That's right. Well, Sean, do you have anything? Else? I think that's a good way to wrap this thing up. I love it. No, it, y'all said it all, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was great having you on for sure. You may man. have to edit some of that wife stuff. So <laughs> hey, man, no cuts here. Those are gonna be the those oh, are gonna wait, be wait, the first hey. those are gonna be the first ones I make, man. Yeah, we're gonna turn that into the intro. Yeah. Well, that move up I had earlier, I was yeah. thinking about oh, she's gonna kill me. Gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, you know, Lee uh, Fitness Depot, Houston, 
right? Um, has all your equipment needs. Uh, you guys are big on Instagram is your biggest thing. Do you yeah, do Instagram, we're, yeah. we're pretty active on. Yeah. Uh, we, we Like I said, we call ourselves your ultimate fitness resource. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to design a garage gym, home gym, or expand a commercial gym, or consolidate a commercial, anything fitness related. If you're going through rehab uh, and you're looking for some direction, if you've started uh, running marathons, if you've started your jiu-jitsu journey, mm-hmm. if you've started powerlifting, um, you know, being a resource for, for that and, and having a brick and mortar store where you can come in, try before you buy, we got a huge 14,000 square foot store. Uh, and it's imperative that it fits you. I don't want to just sell you something. I want to sell you something that is going to be useful, uh, towards your fitness goals. Yeah. And I know I said this when we first started, but I just want to reiterate how valuable it is to have someone, uh, with Lee's knowledge and experience assess the particular situation that you're in. If you're building a gym in your home or for me, um, an actual commercial gym, having someone that can get you the most bang for your buck while being the best, um, I guess, most resourceful way to do something. And sometimes just about, you know, you might have an idea and Lee might just tweak it a little bit and it makes it a hundred times better or, or whatever the case is. It's a very valuable thing that you do. And something that I don't see in our industry is someone that will actually come out and assess the property, the room, uh, and everything and, and, and find the most uh, resourceful way to, to place the equipment. It's a very valuable um, an important thing for, for people. To well, do. thank you. And I think, you know, by offering that resource and putting you guys in a position to succeed, uh, you know, my goal is to get as many focus on Houston, as many yeah. people fit in Houston as possible. Well, guess what? Uh, by allowing, you know, you to succeed, my reach just went to your client base. Yes. And, you know, I can only train, do so much, but through you guys, uh, the reach is so much more. Uh, it, and more important, the reason is so much more. Yeah, and we feel the same way. You know, our goal here is to help Houston make its way up the ladder of health and fitness. That's our motto. And be, by talking to you and having this very valuable conversation today, more people here in Houston are going to hopefully make that decision to move from one side of the fence to the other. Become one of us, allow fitness to improve your life, and actually realize your own potential. And, you know, you may not be ready now, but when you are, we're here. We got you. Let's go. We're out. Peace out.